Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Disclosure Podcast. I hope you're all well and I hope you're all safe and I hope you're all looking after yourselves and uh, and those around you as well. Um, and if you're in a, in a country that's been affected by COVID-19, which I'm sure probably nearly every single one of you are, if not all of you, um, that you're um, looking after yourselves and taking the necessary safety precautions and staying at home and practicing social distancing and everything like that. Um, I said, I think maybe in the last podcast, but maybe not, that I was going to do a podcast about self-care. I mean, the plan is for me to do um, a YouTube video as well about this, but I think it's just a really important topic right now. And so my, the, the plan for this podcast is to talk about self-care for us when we're at home and we are self-isolating and we're in quarantine um, because as vegans, that poses quite a unique challenge for us if we're if we are forced to self-isolate with non-vegan friends and family off of course we're voluntarily doing it for the right reasons it does pose those challenging conundrums for us especially if we're around people that are going to be asking more questions and there's an environment potentially of heightened stress and anxiety and we need to make sure that we're in a comfortable position for that and so I thought maybe it'd be useful to do like a little self-care podcast where I, I talk through some of my suggestions and what I think might be helpful and beneficial things that I'm doing um, and hopefully things that maybe you might already be doing or maybe things you've not thought of before that might be of interest to you. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. And as I say, I'll probably do a video about it as well, a YouTube video. Um, it won't obviously have as much detail um, as this, so that's why I wanted to do the podcast as well, so we can talk a bit more in depth about some of these things. Um, but before we start, and before we get into that, um, I just want to say a couple of things at the beginning. The first thing is, if you've listened to the podcast for a while now, and you enjoy listening to it, um, I would love it if you could leave a review. Um, reviews really help, you know, they, they help with getting people to listen to the podcast, and they help with the engagement and the traction and the analytics, and so, and also, I really like reading them and it's always nice to hear your feedback. And so another thing I wanted to mention just before we get into the podcast is if you like the Disclosure podcast and you'd like more of them, I I do a monthly patron-only podcast. Patron is where people can sign up and support my activism and support the work that I do. Um, And through signing up to it, there's a Discord server, which is kind of like WhatsApp, where we can all chat about different things. And I also do the monthly podcast, which is basically like a QA. and a Patrons ask me a variety of questions and I take about an hour every month to go through and ask the ones I think are most broadly beneficial and also the most interesting. And so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can get access to that through Patreon. And so if you do sign up to my Patreon or maybe you're already on my Patreon and you're listening to this podcast, then thank you so much. I can't express enough how much I appreciate it and how much it allows me to do the work that I do. So thank you so much. Um, And right then, let's get into today's podcast. Um, I think often with, with the podcasts, as with a lot of my content, the the themes can be quite challenging. I know last week's one, which was just centered around COVID-19 and its links with animal exploitation, was, was difficult, you know, in terms of content and in terms of theme. And so this one is obviously about a similar problem. It's about the pandemic, but hopefully it's kind of more of a, a, a podcast, which can be a little bit more, I don't know what the word would be, but afterwards, maybe we feel a little bit more refreshed rather than a little bit more kind of downbeat as can often be the case case. So I think it's just an important thing for us to do now. We are in a very uncertain time period and we don't really know how long this is going to last for. I've heard 12 weeks, I've heard longer, like we just don't know do we? And and it's so early stages for so many of us at the moment that it's important I think that we just take this time now to prepare ourselves for the length of what we're dealing with and making sure that we do things now to make it easier in the long run if that makes sense. Um, where we're at at the moment, I suppose. So I'm in London. So as of 
couple of days ago, really, we've been in, in, in serious lockdown. Um, so all the restaurants, cafes, everything like that's been closed, cinemas, theatres, gyms, everything like that's been closed. And now we've closed all non-essential stores. So I guess that's like bookshops, um, clothing stores, um, those kind of things as well. Um, and so we're really just looking at supermarkets being open. And um, it's really very strange seeing these images of central London, which is a place that you know I'm so familiar with. But even just seeing places like in New York or you know very famous landmarks and seeing them completely empty, it's a very surreal time, isn't it? Very surreal. And it's so strange to hear other people talking about it from around the world and watching other people's YouTube videos. They're addressing this and it's just how it's affected every single one of us. It's absolutely mind-blowing to me. I don't think I've quite got my head around exactly what's happening and what it means. I mean, it's just astonishing, isn't it? And I think it's it's one of those moments that we'll look back on as a, as a defining moment in history, won't we? All this crazy thing happened, the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020. Well, it's just, just completely crazy to think that we'll reflect back on this and be like, wow, that's never happened you know, like that before. I mean, we've had more severe pandemics, of course, in the past, but this is so unique to the, this generation, isn't it? Um, and so it, it is very uncertain times, um, scary times and frightening times. We just don't know what's going to happen. You know, is it going to escalate? Is it going to get worse? Hopefully it's going to die down if we're implementing these measures. We just don't know. Um, obviously we have graphs and certain trackers that suggest it's going to get worse for the time being, but who knows for what the future holds for us for the rest of this year and I guess for the next 18 months or so if there are more waves of this, which of course there probably will be. So I thought maybe let's take some time to talk about things we can do to make it easier because there is, I guess, a unique opportunity in this in terms of like personally but also in terms of veganism and so maybe we should talk first about the vegan side of stuff and then we can talk a bit more about the stuff outside of veganism that I just maybe more informally recommend I suppose but we are in a unique opportunity now where I guess in, in, because people are in, at home, they're looking for things aren't they? They're, they're looking for answers, you know people are confused by what's happening People don't want it to happen again. People don't quite understand what it means. Some people don't understand why we're in lockdown and why these things are happening. Isn't it just like a flu and why? So, so many people are so confused and they're turning to the internet for distraction if they're scared or for insight if they're curious. And that provides us with a big opportunity as vegans because obviously what that means is we have an opportunity to spread the message. And so we can do that in a number of ways, can't we? Firstly, we can we can talk about this pandemic and relate it to what happens to animals and why that plays a part in these pandemics or in many of these zoonotic diseases or more broadly we can just put vegan content on, on, online and, and, and try and pique people's interest in something that's you know engaging and, and maybe stimulating and challenging and distracting for people as well and so I think that's the first thing that we can look at doing is using this opportunity to do something positive because everything things feels very wholly negative at the moment doesn't it which it is but that doesn't mean that we can't do something positive from this. And so I think we could, you know, turn to social media um, and share content online, you know, whether that's, again, something about COVID-19 or something completely unrelated to the COVID-19 pandemic and something just more broadly about what we do to animals and animal exploitation and veganism. Um, what's interesting about COVID-19, I suppose, is as we're all self-isolating, quarantined, as there's like hardly any planes in the skies anymore, less, you know, traffic on the roads, all these things. It's had direct parallels with kind of nature restoring, haven't we? I've seen, I've seen a few articles and I'm sure that 
you probably have as well of you know the canals in venice clearing up or at least you know the the the, the water around venice you know having more animals and there and a, a much wider kind of biodiversity emerging as a consequence and there's those like satellite images over china or over wuhan and showing how much the air is clearing up because there's less you know of course well there's significantly less isn't there air traffic and of course ground traffic as well and the knock-on and not it's actually not just about i guess planes and, and cars but about industry as well the fact that we've closed so much of these industrial plants and um and factories and that's having a huge knock-on effect to our environment and it's almost like as we're all inside the, the the planet's breathing again or at least replenishing and it replenishes quickly when it's given the chance to which i think is another really wonderful thing is italy's been in lockdown for a few weeks wuhan was it maybe six seven weeks maybe a bit longer i'm not quite sure at this point but even in that short space of time there have been significant improvements and you just think well if we it wouldn't doesn't take long does it for things to change positively when they're given the chance to and i think that's that's something to be quite optimistic about when it comes to climate change and the environment and we think about all these these big problems that exist and, and they are big problems but they can be easily rectified in a short space of time when we implement the changes um and that's an interesting thing to work out i suppose and maybe off tangent to what we're discussing in today's podcast and maybe a separate podcast in itself who knows that kind of like issue of when this all dies down how are we going to make sure that it's not back doesn't go back to business as usual how do we make sure that these things are considered you know these environmental things especially when the perils of climate change will be significantly worse than what we're facing now you know i said this last week of course about food and um and clean water and all these things that we take for granted even in a pandemic yes there's, there's a lot of you know um panic about it but we are all eating still and we still have those you know foods available and the supermarkets will restock but in the future that, that won't be a luxury that we would have so that poses some interesting questions so but i think engaging with that kind of content and, and sharing that around then obviously linking that to how animal agriculture plays a massive part in that um and of course you know the unfortunate thing of what's happening right now is we talk about lockdowns we talk about shutdowns and we talk about all these places being closed but of course the farms and the slaughterhouses are very much still open and of course the the environmental degradation is also still a problem related to that what's happening right now and so it's kind of so absurd to me that we have we've created this problem haven't we and, and that problem is related down to our exploitation of animals and yet one of the only things that's still continuing during these lockdowns is the exploitation of animals and it's just this paradoxical situation where you think we go well this is a big problem so maybe we should stop it but instead we're like let's keep going and close everything else down which of course everything should be closed down but it just seems so ironic to me that the thing that's caused this problem is one of the, the only things that's still functioning as it would normally. Um, it's disturbing as well to think of everything that's still happening around us, of course. Um, but I think that those 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 conversations about the environment and how the world is healing around us, even such even in such a short space of time, is a powerful message to show people, and it's a positive message as well. It's something good from a, a negative situation, which is important. Um, another thing, and this is again related to what we discussed last week. Another thing we can talk about from a vegan perspective is animals in zoos, more literally, of course, being confined and not being able to be let out, but just that that confinement of animals in, in farms, whether it's pigs in farrowing crates or gestation crates or just chickens in, in those barns, in cages, whatever it might look like, you know, dairy cows put in solitary confinement pens eight weeks at a time, you know, when they're first born. 
whatever that parallel could be, there's a huge moment here to talk about how, uh, you know, where inside we don't want to be inside we feel like our freedom because this is what we're talking about our freedom has been taken away from us um but saying that you know we can still go into netflix and watch movies we can still go on amazon prime and and order things or watch films you know we can still engage with our friends on social media skype whatsapp whatever it might be you know we can still listen to music and read books and do all of these things these animals have none of that and of course they wouldn't want those things but they're not offered any stimulation right they would want to spend time with their friends and family of course like we would in this moment but they're denied everything and they're offered nothing in, in return no stimulation they're just literally confined often in places so small they can't even turn around and we're freaking out because two weeks three weeks i mean it could be 12 weeks but these animals they're also incarcerated for this length of time but they physically cannot move and so to put that into perspective for people, I think is quite powerful. You know, how if we don't want our freedoms denied to us, even when those freedoms are denied to protect us, then what right do we have to deny freedoms to others when their freedom is denied because we want to hurt them and exploit them? And how can we justify that if we don't want to be in a situation that's not even close to being similar, but in theory causes, well, not in theory, but causes that same kind of like, oh, I don't want to be here. You know, where's my freedom? And I think that's an interesting parallel to be drawn. And again, again, relating back to what I said last week, that also that fear of uncertainty. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know what it will look like. We don't know when this is going to end. We don't know when, you know, if we'll be free again and safe again and able to go outside again and all these things. Well, these animals have no idea. They've never known anything different and they'll never be told anything to, to, to kind of calm them. Because if they were told the truth, then... Well, they'd be told they were going to stay there their entire lives and then be killed. And so, again, we have this fear of uncertainty, but we can rationalize what's happening. We have an understanding of the situation. We know why it's happening and we know that our freedom hasn't been taken from us, you know, in an attempt to harm us or because we're being exploited to be harmed. But for these animals, all they've ever known is this suffering, this fear, this pain, and all they have is uncertainty about whether or not it will finish or stop or whether they'll ever not be in this position. They, they have no idea. And of course, there's no rationalization for them and there's no concept of what's going on to them or you know, no broader concept of what's happening to them. And so again, that fear of the, the uncertain, that fear of the mysterious is something they have to live with forever but they don't have the rational they can't rationalize it in the same way we do because they don't know what the bigger picture of the situation is not that if they did it would make it any better of course it'd probably make it worse for them if they knew what was coming at the end but i think those are interesting parallels to talk about i think those are interesting messages to put across when we're talking directly about the pandemic but i think more broadly let's just take to social media let's share information could be graphics memes documentaries videos whatever it is let's use this opportunity to put content out there that will engage people and spark their interest because there is a vast space on the internet right which has been occupied like potentially never before people just desperately looking for something to engage them and distract them and either take their mind off the problem or to educate them about the problem and so I think we have a very unique opportunity to push, push, push veganism as much as we can in the online circles and attract people that normally would be maybe out and about, but are instead at home on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night looking for something. And then they come across this on their Instagram or their Twitter or their Facebook or on YouTube, wherever it is. Um, and they end up down that vegan rabbit hole that we've all been on. I've seen a couple of things. It's like, 
five documentaries to watch if you're in quarantine it's like game changers what the health cowspiracy um dominion maybe or whatever the selection might be you can choose just your favorite selection of course and encouraging people to watch those your friends to watch them you know and it might be the case of the like you know what i am i am pretty bored um why not you know why not give it a go 90 minutes is hardly any space of time when i'm here in here for you know however many weeks it is so actively encourage people to engage with that i think is a good thing to do with friends and family as well particularly if they're going to be <laughs> looking for something to do like never before potentially but i do think that the challenging aspect of this for vegans is you know if you if you are self-isolating or quarantined with family who aren't vegan or you are with friends housemates flatmates roommates whatever it might be or partners who aren't vegan and you know normally you'd be able to go outside and you maybe go to activism events or you would just be able to you know take yourself out of that and, and you wouldn't feel so confined around them eating animal products or them questioning your veganism you know obviously there's gonna be a lot more conversation between families and partners relationships you know housemates flatmates and that leads to a potential for these conversations to arise i mean i imagine it's it's only almost a certainty that these conversations will arise now especially if we're talking about these issues and ask them to watch documentaries or saying you know this started in a wet market and relating COVID-19 to, to what we do to animals these conversations will arise and so it, it is more important now now more than ever even just for us to try and have effective communication and make sure that when we are in these environments we are not creating hostility or anxiety or stress because goodness knows there's going to be enough of that potentially just from what's happening right now around the world um, and the kind of the fact that it, you can't we can't escape it right now so that kind of like all-encompassing situation global situation so we have to make sure that I think we practice effective communication. And now what we have is a very unique opportunity, an opportunity to learn and to educate ourselves and to better ourselves as activists, as educators, as advocates, as communicators, as vegans, so that when we eventually get out of this terrible situation and it eventually stops, and we can go back to being, going to, you know, activism events, going to work and wherever it is, we have educated ourselves in a way that we're stronger as vegans now than we were before in terms of our effectiveness so take the time now maybe to go on youtube watch some videos about communication watch some videos about body language watch some videos about um, vocabulary and tone and and watch videos i suppose about about being effective educators and something i want to do more during this period as well is is try and learn from others about how to advocate not just advocate, just about communication in general um, there's a great video actually online. Um, it's, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's by a YouTube channel called Charisma on Command. It's about the Socratic method. And it looks at this guy called Trevor Noah, who's like a, um, he's a television host in the US. You probably have heard of him, maybe. Um, he has like a daily show. It's called Trevor Noah's Daily Show. Um, and he often has interviews with people often who disagree with him politically he's a democrat and so he has republicans on often um and this charisma on command breaks down the socratic method that he uses which is something i, I try and use as well and that socratic dialogue and, and it breaks down what it means and how trevor implements it and what examples of that may be and what to look at and i think that's a great i found that really helpful i'd recommend that one as, 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 a, as a potential you know video that might be of use to you um of course we can look at Melanie Joy's book. She's got books on, on communication, particularly with family and those kind of closer relationships, um, those kind of high stakes conversations as they might be called. 
So I definitely think that we have an opportunity to learn and to grow and to educate ourselves. Maybe it's that time to, to, to watch those vegan documentaries ourselves as well, or refresh our mind, or to read some books about veganism, Peter Singer's Animal Liberation, Rich Hardy's Not As Nature Intended, whatever it might be that piques our interest. Maybe to delve into those books because we have the time now to do so. Uh, maybe we didn't feel that we had time before, but we potentially have more time now. And so that does give us the opportunity to learn, to grow and to educate. But I think importantly, it gives us more of a more of a baseline to engage with those people around us if we're quarantined with these people in a, a baseline in a way that we can communicate and hopefully reduce stress and anxiety within our relatively confined environments you know as opposed to heightening it by allowing those arguments to unfold so and if you are in those situations and, and you're worried about your partner or your, you know or your friends or your family I, I do I do feel deeply um, sympathetic to that because I can only imagine if I was right now self-isolating in my family home, oh, the stress I would feel right now would be um, quite unbearable, I have to admit to that. Um, and so if you are in that situation, you're feeling that kind of stress or anxiety, then absolutely, like I 100% feel for you and I, and, and I very much hope that you're okay. Another thing we can take from that is we still haven't lost touch with each other and vegans, right? We still have online connection. You know, we're still interconnected around the world through social media. And so we should look to turn and help each other as much as we can as well. And so maybe you, your vegan best friend is in the situation I've spoken about. Make an active, you know, choice or, or to call them, to WhatsApp them, give them something to laugh about if they've had an argument, you know, make, you know, just ease them out of it, help them. And so if you know someone who's in that situation, then definitely take the time to reach out and, and, and make sure they're okay and they're, you know, they're doing all right. And maybe you could send like a vegan care package to them of some sweets or something, you know, vegan sweets and chocolates um, if they are in that situation. Um, so looking after each other, I think is important, whether it's online or, or, or more in the real world by, you know, getting vegan goods to them if we possibly can get any. I don't know if they've all sold out around the world like Oatly Barista wow I mean where's that just completely disappeared all of that Oatly Barista I saw on eBay they were charging £6.66 a litre which is obviously pure extortion but you know desperate times call for desperate measures don't they and if there's one thing we need in these times it's probably Oatly Barista isn't it but no if, you, if we can help other friends you know vegans around us who are in tricky situations with those environments then I think that's a really good thing for us to do um and I'm sure a lot of you would do that anyway, of course, because we you know it's just it's just a terrible situation to be in. I think it is, I think it is important for us to 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 now more than ever remember that we are you know groups, millions, tens of millions around the world, and we have those tools on social media to help each other. And I think that's um kind of something that I would definitely recommend. I think, you know, in terms of like education and research, it's not just about kind of communication, I suppose. It's about, you know, it's about understanding maybe broader things that we've not taken the time to look into before. Um, again, I think this pandemic is quite unique for us. I mean, I didn't, I knew about zoonotic disease. I knew about these things, but I didn't, I wasn't that well educated on them. I mean, we, we don't really learn about them, do we? So there's no re real reason why we would be unless we'd outwardly gone out of our way to learn about them. And so I think that what we have now is a unique opportunity to learn about something that poses uh, that that creates another very strong argument in our favor people aren't going to forget this this moment this COVID-19 how it made them feel a lot of people you know feel I mean I feel this as well don't, don't you just realize how much we take for granted 
I mean, how, how it, for me, it reinforces how privileged so many of us live, you know, that in, in the moment where we can't just go out and get whatever we want and we can't just buy whatever we want, we can't do whatever we want. This is how so many people in the world live, isn't it? You know, without access to so much luxury. And of course, we're surrounded by luxury. So we still have all this luxury. I mean, we can still turn on Netflix. But I think it's it's quite grounding and humbling for us to go, wow, I didn't, you know, realize how much I took for granted. The fact I could go and hang out with my friends and, you know, and, and go to a, a music concert or go to the cinema or go to the theater or go to, the, go to a bar or just hang out in the park. All these things that I think we often... We, we obviously don't think about enough. And when those things are taken away, I'm like, oh my goodness, I really miss that. I think what I'm saying is this moment is very defining for so many of us in terms of our perceptions of how we view ourselves, of how we view the world around us. And hopefully it shows us how interconnected we all are. I mean, this potentially is very wishful thinking. But imagine if we came out of this whole situation and we realized that actually this world is very small, right? And it is very finite and everything can change so quickly in the blink of an eye. And, you know, everything is different for us compared to what it was a few weeks ago. And now we think about like how that's the same for everyone around the world and how we do share this planet and the planet's resources Imagine if we came out of this and we, we we grasped just the finiteness of this planet and also how small it is in scale and how completely same, it's the same we all are in terms of the situation we're in, in terms of the planetary situation that is, of course, you know, from a, from a myopic perspective, things are vastly different, but on a, on a global perspective, just how fragile we all are and how much we rely on each other in any part of the world to make sure that we're safe into the future. Imagine if we grasped that. I mean, I say it may be wishful thinking, but if we grasp that, we would undeniably make better choices, wouldn't we, as a species into the future? I think people on an individual level, even if this doesn't apply on a species level, on an individual level, I think a lot of people will be feeling this. And I think a lot of people will be very worried about this happening again. And so we do have a unique opportunity now to learn about zoonotic disease, learn about this, and then add it to our arsenal, which is already, you know, just a complete insurmountable arsenal of reasons to be vegan and to not hurt others. But it's just yet another compelling argument to add to the ones that we already have that I think will be very prevalent in the conversation after this point. So we can use this chance to learn about different things, get up to date with what's happening, um, and then apply that to our activism. So that's what I guess, from a vegan perspective, I think it's about can we be better communicators can we be better activists can we learn from from others and apply that into our own lives so that when we leave this situation we're uh, in a better position than we were and we've used it to our advantage and i think that's a good thing that we can do but i also think it's very important to stress that we shouldn't use the time that we have now and we shouldn't self-isolate and, and just be focusing on these things. We don't, it, it cannot be good for us in the long run to just every day be focusing on these things, right? learning about veganism, watching those documentaries and reading those books when they're not, they're not often the easiest things to delve into, are they? And the topics are very heavy. And even if we're researching about like zoonotic disease, it, it's ultimately a, a very heavy weighted feeling and conversation to have. So I think as well, this self-care really, I mean, what I've described is, is kind of self-care in terms of dealing with, I suppose, friends and family around us. But we also have to think more broadly as well. I think it's very important at this time that we implement things like routines, right, and get into good habits, you know. I think especially in those mornings when we get up and we need to give ourselves purpose in the day. And so setting yourself kind of like a routine in that day and making sure you have structure, 
I think is so important. Like I, I really do like it's something I'm trying to do and I have been doing now for the, for, for a week or so. It's just trying to give myself structure in the morning, making sure I'm getting up at the same time, you know, early in the, you know, as early as, as, as is reasonable, I suppose, in that sense. And, and so I've got, nothing's really changing. You know, I'm not becoming lethargic. And I'm not becoming kind of like down because the days are kind of like blurring. I'm not going outside, right? So I think we need that structure. We need that purposefulness. And I think kind of like, setting kind of like a calendar uh, as well as a really good thing so you know what you're doing tomorrow you know what even even if it's just I'm going to watch this movie or I'm going to take time to do this I think having that kind of like calendar where you you know when you get up what you're doing with the day because I think one of the things is we can become aimless you know and if we're inside all the time and and especially for for those of us who, who are not working, right, who maybe when hopefully you're in a situation where you're, you're still being paid and you're not having to work and worry about finances and so that stress is gone. I really hope that is the situation you're in. But if that is the case and all you really do have is time, then I think that it's really important that you do set kind of like a calendar of things to do so you don't become aimless and then lethargic and then ultimately, you know, in a state which isn't wholly productive for how you're feeling and so I think one thing we can do now is it's a very unique chance for us to to pick up a new hobby right like maybe there's something you've always wanted to do like learn an instrument or um, whatever it might be a skill you know maybe you've wanted to start you know taking I don't know maybe you've wanted to create like an Instagram and it's of something in particular or you've wanted to do a blog or you've wanted to create a website or you've wanted to you know maybe you're a musician you've always wanted to make more music or you've wanted to write some poetry or write a book uh, you know or do some drawing or some painting whatever it is that maybe you thought oh I'd like to do that or you've kind of thought about it a lot but you know it's tired and we come working all the time we don't always have those luxuries and, and, and the privilege of having space and time to do things that we'd like to do as a hobby maybe this is the time to pick up that habit or pick up that hobby and do something that you've wanted to do for such a long time but you've never been able to give yourself the space to do or the time to do it now is a great opportunity to do that and if we can then we can fulfill ourselves on, on kind of like a more creative or intellectual level by doing that in a way that we've not done before so I think definitely things like picking up a new hobby picking up a new habit getting yourself into a routine and structure exercising meditating doing yoga something that moves your body something that kind of distracts your mind and calms you those things I think are really important and obviously eating healthy as well um I don't need to tell you guys, fruits, veggies, all those things are really important. And so make sure you're eating well um, because that is really important. Um, and it's a, good, it's a good excuse to eat healthy as well, isn't it? It's a good excuse to get yourself into those good routines. I'm trying to use it as a reason to, to take more, eat more whole foods, you know, eat more lentils and beans and, and, and fruits and veggies and, and get myself into that habit as well. That's something I'm, I, I, I've been actively trying to do now and, and uh, I'm very happy and will pick up continue to do that i mean unity diner i love unity diner right but there's always the risk that you eat too much tofish and even though i love it i could never recommend eating too much tofu i don't know what too much is but there's definitely a level where there's too much and so to not have access to unity diner tofish and chips for my body is a very good thing although of course i think for my uh, optimism is probably not such a good thing but that's what i mean getting yourself in good habits is definitely a really important thing to do but i think in terms of like YouTube, I always bang on about it, I know, but we're having this podcast, and that's obviously because I'm on it, but 
at the same time, it, there's so much on there. There's so much on there. Like say you've wanted to learn how to do something or use a piece of software, whether it's film, movie editing, or whether it's, you know, you know like an, a, an audio thing, garage band, or whatever it might be. There's just so many resources out there that we could learn so much in this time. Um, and we can use that to be very beneficial for us. Like get into a podcast, you know, is there a podcast you've always wanted to listen to outside of this one, of course, but maybe there's a podcast series, like pick up some podcasts, you know, Audible's a great thing to do. Um, and also cooking, right? I think, again, I used to really like cooking. Um, and then when you start working, right, and then you don't have that much time to cook. And then when you get home from work, you know, and you don't want to spend loads of time cooking so you want to hang out. And so you, you're not always cooking like really, you know, potentially that exciting meals. And so maybe now's the time for you to take some time to experiment in cooking or baking or to make something you used to make a lot when you were younger or whatever it might be, like something that kind of takes time, can be therapeutic. And I think cooking, what well, for, for me personally, it's always been quite therapeutic because it's almost like a distraction where you don't have anything else to do and it's just, you're going to cook it and then when you finished it, you get to literally enjoy the rewards of that time and energy spent into it. So, I don't know. There's a lot we can do, I suppose, and a variety of different things we can we can learn. But I think importantly, we have to take space and time for ourselves. Like It's important to be up to date with what's happening, to learn about COVID-19 and how it's affecting the world. But it is also important that we don't stick to our phones you know and just scroll through which i found myself doing you know as well which is just constantly looking at what's happening and what the updates are and we should be informed and up to date but we also need to make sure we're strict with how we engage with this stuff because it is not particularly pleasant and we need to make sure we take space and time mentally as well as physically away from these environments and do things we want to do do things we enjoy and use this time to be productive and to better ourselves and to educate ourselves and become more informed in a way that means when it's finished we feel more fulfilled on a personal level but we're also more accomplished than go out and talk about veganism um, and hopefully encourage others to to become vegan as well another recommendation i'd have i suppose in terms of like distancing ourselves and taking time from scrolling on the news i think it's not just always about the news i think as vegans i suppose our instagram feeds or facebook feeds or whatever they might be are often filled with not very nice things if we're following vegan accounts on instagram we might see a lot of graphic footage or not very pleasant things and so i think what i would suggest is to set up another account on instagram as well so you've got two accounts, you've got your one which is kind of like your vegan one and have another one where you just follow things that outside of this, you know, maybe they're, they're kind of like mental health accounts, you no know, positive mental health accounts, like things where, where influencers are talking about self-care and things you can do for extra inspiration. Maybe, you know, if you're into films, follow some film accounts. If you're into photography, follow some photography accounts. If you're into architecture, follow some architectural accounts, you know, basically so that you have your your vegan Instagram uh, or whatever it might be, your social media. And then you have the one that's kind of separate from that, which is just more about things you enjoy outside of not harming others, right? So, and I think that's a really great way of getting mental clarity. So you can be on social media and you can get that social media fix and, still, and engage and, you know, and all these things, but you're also doing it in a way where you're not going to scroll past you know, some horrible footage or something that, that can really affect us negatively. So I think having those kind of like positivity accounts, if that might be the word we could use, which are filled with things about self-care and, and, and positive mindsets, um, but also just things we enjoy, um, people we find inspiring outside of veganism, you know, accounts we like to follow outside of veganism, and, 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 and you know, and, and spend time on those accounts as well, um, because I think that's a, a very important thing. Um, if I could plug myself for a second as well, if we're talking about like taking time to, to learn, I do have an ebook that's free to download on my website, which is earthlinged.org. 
The ebook is called 30 Non-Vegan Excuses and How to Respond to Them. Um, I say it's completely free to download. There are, there are a selection of different languages, um, obviously English, that's the one that I wrote, but then loads of people have been very, very kind and have translated the ebook as well. So we've got like Brazilian Portuguese, um, Spanish, German, Croatian. I think that there's a few there. Um, and so if that would be something you'd, you'd like to, to, to read, then absolutely just download it on my website and I hope you find that beneficial. Basically, I made that a couple of years ago, December 2017. Yeah, so over two years ago now um, as a resource because one of the first things I ever did on YouTube is I did this series called 30 Days, 30 Excuses. This is back in April 2016 um, when I just started. Um, and and to, be, to be honest, in retrospect, you know, um, well, I, I redid the series a few years ago um, or a couple of years ago, um, which is still available to watch, but the ebook is kind of like the ebook version of the videos. Um, and so if, you know, maybe you'd like to read that, um, you can find that on my website. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a different podcast. Um, I just felt like maybe for myself as well, I wanted to, to talk about some of these things because, because I do think it's going to be, um, a period of great reflection, a period of great transformation, but it could be a period of quite, you know, great difficulty in, in many ways. And so I think establishing good habits early on um, into this self-isolation, into the quarantine, into the lockdowns um, is a really beneficial thing for us to do. Um, and so definitely have routines, structures, plan your days, do some journaling, write down how you're feeling, be honest, keep a diary, do some meditation, do some yoga, exercise if you want to exercise. And exercising can mean so many different things. Yoga, of course, counted into that. You know, move your body, eat healthy, take time to enjoy your life, watch films, you know, go on Zoom or Skype with friends and family, you know, hang out in that in a kind of virtually, you know, whatever it is you want to do, take time to enjoy your life as well. And then also let's take time to be more productive and into to um to educate ourselves and hopefully we can uh, grow as vegans, as activists, as advocates, and as people in terms of uh, our relationship with others, I suppose. But I hope that as a species, we can learn from this. Um, maybe I don't always feel the most optimistic about that, but I think that this is a very unique situation. And so maybe our reaction will be unique for our species as well. We'll see, won't we? Um, but for now, uh, please do all stay safe. Please do look after yourselves. Please look after those around you. Another thing we can do is let's say you live in a building and, and there's someone near you who is um, a, a compromised from a, a, a health perspective, has an underlying health condition, or is maybe older and is more um, at risk from something terrible from coronavirus, can we offer to get them some vegan food or order them something? Can we help them um, in a way that, you know, we have the privilege and luxury to be able to do in the situations that that we we have? Um, but yeah, all right, guys. Well, hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I know it's been a little bit different, um, but it's, uh, I don't know, something I wanted to talk about, um, something I need to talk about with myself as well, make sure that I'm doing these things, although I'm definitely trying to do them more and more each day. Um, yeah, all right, guys, have a wonderful day wherever you are, stay safe, look after those around you. Um, I'll be doing a podcast weekly throughout this period of time rather than kind of fortnightly as they have been. I'll also be uploading more regularly onto my YouTube um, and just into my social media in general. Um, so keep an eye out for any of those things if they interest you. Like I said at the beginning, please do leave a review if you like these podcasts. And if you'd like a monthly Patreon-only podcast where it's like a Q&A, you can get that by signing up to my Patreon. All right, guys, have a wonderful day. Stay safe and uh, we will speak very, very soon.